0: This is Pucks in 7 with Ryan Payton and Victoria Matiasch. There are a few things that I would love to close out the year with in 2023. Close out with some rest, maybe watching a good sporting game, having a good meal, spending time with family and friends, but doing this podcast with you today. This is New Year's Eve Day and this is Pucks 7. 2023. Hard to believe it's almost done. You're making me modeling right off the I know. Uh, it's just... Right off
1: the bat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was going to save it for later, but I thought, nah, oh, you're going to get too riled up that you won't be feeling the right way. So let's just get it all out of the way right now, I guess.
1: And it's a little, we should make mention, it's a little earlier in the day too. So there's yes. no, um, we're not getting into the nog yet, so to speak. <laughs> this is, um, we're, this, we're taking a straight approach speaking right off of, the bat.
0: Speaking of nog, do you know that I've probably had one sip of eggnog in my entire life? You obviously didn't much care for it then. No, it's terrible. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it, it still is terrible. It, it, to, to this day, people can't believe that I don't like it. I'm like, well, what what is there to like? Tell me what's there to like. It's rich. It's sweet. There's enough of that at Christmas. Probably. Anyway, Pucks and Seven. Uh, last one in 2023. And then we're going to do one next year. It's only a few days away. Not even that. So that'll be great. Uh, follow us on Twitter. At Ryan and Peyton at Victoria Matias on Instagram at PatesRP at Matias Victoria. And catch us wherever you get your podcasts, also on the SiriusXM app. We'll go to the West in a bit. Let's start with the East. One of the best stories in the calendar year of 2023 for me have been the Florida Panthers. We know what they did last season. Toward the end of the year, they turned it up. They were a Brad Marshall goal away from not going on whatsoever against Boston in the first round. Made it all the way to the Stanley Cup final. And guess what? They're doing exactly the same thing. But this time, it's a lot sooner than it was last season. They're, they're on fire right now. They're not waiting until
1: January, right. which is kind of nice to kick right. it into another gear. And yeah. what I think has been particularly impressive, you're looking at them right now, they're in second spot behind the Boston Bruins. I think they can overtake the Boston Bruins too. eventually. And they could definitely finish top of that division without question. And this is without some of their better players from last year performing as well as they had. Matthew Kachuk has been very quiet. Brandon Montour has been very quiet. Yep. Aaron Ekblad has been very quiet, production-wise. And I know both of those defenders started the season on the IR, and it's taken them a while, too. But you look at Brandon Montour's production numbers from last year. Right. Nowhere, no. nowhere near that. But they're still winning hockey games because it's one of those next guy up type thing. And I'm I not the biggest fan of that expression, but I think it actually does suit the situation here. It's like every single day somebody... Like last night, it was Louis Turinan. Louis Turinan. Listerine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say he is the freshest breath in hockey. Yes, he does. Right? He does. Oh, we
1: actually call him Listerine in, in our house, <laughs> and which is, I don't know. It's not meant to be an insult. It's just a nickname yeah. How of How about
0: Listerine with a shot? Shot of Listerine? Very at, nice. At yeah.
1: Very, the shot of Listerine, Yeah, <laughs> But it was he no. scored the, the pair of goals the other day, and it's always somebody else's my point.
0: You You said – you didn't say scoring by committee. You said next man up, mm-hmm. right? Next man up, whatever you want to call it, this, and you mentioned Montour. The injuries that they had, they kind of reminded me a bit about the Rangers when they lost Adam Fox. They still played well. Panthers did the same thing. Montour's numbers last season were insane. So nobody, I don't think, expected them to be as crazy this year. But the fact that they're doing this without Matthew Kachuk, Kachuk has five goals. It's only five goals. That's it. Um, Sam Reinhart, 44 points. I think we talked about him last week. Let me throw this at you. He's up for a contract. After this season. Of course he is. <laughs> so of course it's, he is. it's in it's in the rules, the hidden rules. Okay, so I'm up for a contract. That means I've got to have a great season. What do you think?
1: It's nice to see him playing at his best, It's though. great. And we saw signs of this, not only with Florida, but I remember with Buffalo as well. You would see what he was capable of, and it was just a consistency issue. But he is having an absolute banger of a season. And I yeah. do think also Matthew Kuchuk is going to come around because he you, looks okay. Yeah, yeah. They're not going in, okay, his shooting percentage is 4.1%. That is completely unsustainable. It's going to be, and last year it was like 13 or something. So there's right. like no comparison. He's still hitting. He's yeah. still shooting the puck. This is one of those, the the floodgates are going to open. And everybody's going to, in March, we're going to be talking about how Matthew Kuchuk has way more goals than he does right now and everything's going to be fine. So very impressed with the Panthers, like you, Ryan, since probably a calendar year now. Yeah. 2023 has definitely been a absolute banger of a year for the Florida Panthers and congratulations to them.
0: And Sergei Borovsky is uh, he's playing well. He's playing very well. And we piled on him for years. I was going to say, I was going to say that contract, whatever it was, the big deal that he signed all the expectations. But the fact is he's playing great. And once they get Kachuk going, that's its
1: nice to see too, after the Columbus thing, how good he uh, was uh, and uh, then how inconsistent he was for years and people piled on him. And now, for him to come back, it's just, it shows there's always hope that yeah. you can re- reclaim it, right? So, yes,
0: it's and been you, great. To see and it. you said before we started this that you were going to wear your Panthers jersey, which I love, but you're going <laughs> to hold off for another time because I probably would have walked out the door if I came to it and looked at you. Um, can we do this next week? Right. No, just yeah. You don't have a
1: lot of negative opinions on things. I mean, I just <laughs> learned about the eggnog thing today. But right. you don't have a lot of strong negative opinions. But the ones you do have, yeah. you're very committed to them. them.
0: <laughs> yeah. It takes me a lot to sway to the other right. side. And the, but palm trees, you can do it.
1: the palm trees on hockey jerseys does not suit you at all.
0: No, palm trees do. Not on hockey jerseys. Right. So, uh, we talked about Borofsky playing well in goal for Florida. Toronto, th- this team is a struggling team. And I'm just going to say this. They have played 34 games. They have 17 wins. They've only won half of their games. The point total, very deceiving. You take away the extra, extra points that this team does sometimes get in overtime or in the shootout, they would not be in a playoff spot. And if they were not in a playoff spot right now, imagine, I mean, you know what's happening right now in Toronto, but imagine what would be happening in Toronto.
1: It's magnified right now as well because they're 1-4-1 in their last couple of weeks. So we're also thinking about it's like It is unacceptable.
0: How do you give up 12 goals in two straight games against Columbus?
1: Yeah, that wasn't great. That wasn't great. Well, I, I saw them live and in person yeah. last night, so I was at the Leafs game when they uh, played uh, Carolina. Who is playing better, by they the way? Are. They are. And um, it wasn't the most exciting game. It was a great atmosphere, actually. I got to hand it to Scotia Bank.
0: The fans were out last night, and we've criticized. them whoa, in whoa, the past. whoa, whoa! No, hold, hold on, time. What? Wait, wait a minute. This is back to my opinions. You got to hand it to Scotia Bank. Well, the, the crowd was good. The crowd what, was good. What last part? Night. The second and third bowl. No, not everybody. Fr-
1: I'll tell you this. I think Saturday night hits a little different in Toronto because if you go to a Tuesday night, night game, there's a bunch of suits. There are. There's just. It feels very corporate. It's like there's business so meetings. So there's happening not as many on the. Saturday I will tell night. you, there's a lot of families and kids and teens and okay. other people were out. People were were wearing jerseys and were really okay. into it. It had a different energy to it than it has in the past. And I think it's a Saturday night thing. I think it's also the Christmas holidays. So it's just a different vibe and people got Christmas presents and right. the families are out. And all the rest of it. So yeah,
0: here's, here's two thousand dollar tickets, <laughs>
1: right? To go to the game. Oh, it was a Christmas gift. That's how I got the tickets. It was a Christmas gift for me as well, right? right. They're very, uh, yes, they're not. They are not reasonably priced on the no. secondary market. Anywho, it was a good vibe in there. The game was a little bit boring, but you get you see different things. We talk about this all the time because you go to hockey games as well, especially yeah. with your hot stove crew. You see different things when it's live and in person, and you really appreciate. First of all, what a beast Austin Matthews is live! He's just huge. He's he's a he's a unit man. Like this guy is really quite something. And you see the little thing, all the little different things that they do that are not captured on camera, right? So you can appreciate that. And they could have won that hockey game. They really could have. It was. I think Martin Jones probably wants one of them back. There was
0: a bad goal, and but at the same time. Go ahead, and that's been one of the biggest things that have been hampering Toronto—the bad goals. Samsonov's been terrible. Jones has done oh, whatever Samsonov he can. Oh,
1: Samsonov's—he's a, a disaster.
0: Yeah, well, but, yeah, he's I'm a disaster. A little nicer than the, disaster.
1: but he is no. I think he would say that though. I think he would say he's a disaster. Yeah, right to me,
0: it's it's the mental thing with him, of course. And that was a big knock on him too when he came from Washington that he take, takes things really personally. And one of the games he was pulled, I, I forget what game it was, one of the last few, I guess. But he was down in the tunnel a tiny bit. And he wasn't on the bench, but he was looking just stoically right down. And he thought, man, that guy is a very, very upset individual right now. I I, I felt badly for him.
1: But it's not without hope. I mean, we're just talking about Bobrovsky earlier about how goaltenders in particular can turn things around. I think there's redemption in play here. I don't think I'm not writing the guy off at all. I think he just needs to fix himself.
0: This reminds me a bit of Jack Campbell, and I want Jack Campbell to get back. It does. Edmonton, Toronto, great. Edmonton, mm. and Samsonov was great last season, too, in Toronto. And then Campbell down the AHL, not so good, all in the head. Anyway, I I hope that he'll be He'll
1: be all right. But the Leafs do have issues. If you want to make a New Year's resolution and Toronto wants to think about making one, they need another. They need a defender. They need at least one. Two would be better because with all that talent they have up front.
0: But what did you text me last night? The... uh they want, they need to Pesci and uh,
1: Brége yeah. because you're watching here two of the better defenders in the league. Yeah. They're so I co- good. I Ryan. Call, and I
0: said I'd call Tree Living. And I yeah, didn't, <laughs> she didn't get back to me. <laughs>
1: yeah. What about Shannon?
0: Yeah. Spam, <laughs> spam on the phone. Who's this? <laughs> no.
1: But you watch how they play. First of all, I mean, I understand they only had like they only played like 21 or 22 minutes each, and I don't know why because every time I looked on the ice, they were there yeah. and preventing Toronto from scoring. And you, it was so obvious. And Toronto needs. And hey, this is not out of the question. I know at least Pesci his his contract is expiring. I can't remember if she is or either. So if Carolina is in the poop by the time the trade deadline rolls around, maybe this is somebody that they can. We've talked about Brett Pesci possibly being traded. For you just ages. say in the hoop, in the poop, poop. in the poop. You won't <laughs> you won't let me say the bad words. So if they're in the if Carolina is in oh. the poop by the time by the trade deadline uh, comes around. Then uh, we'll see if some bodies move out of there. But they're playing better now. But yes, you can see where the holes are again with the least talent up front, which is on par with any team in the league. You yep. can really see the deficiency on the blue line for sure, especially live.
0: So uh, quickly on Carolina, they're playing better. Sebastian Ajo. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, 11 points in the last three games. Two, th- two points last night against Toronto. Four assists against Montreal. Four points against Nashville. Before that, he had a goal. Three assists against Vegas a few games before that. A couple of goals against Nashville and Washington.
1: Two and right again. Wow. Tuned right in again. And seeing the magic he has with Andrei Svechnikov when both yeah. of them are feeling good is really, really quite special. I, one last note. When Michael Bunting, former Leafs Scarborough boy, scored that first goal right. and comes out. And I love it. I do too. Man. I love it. And he I came up right. He just made a big gesture up Gets the glass. How do you like me now, folks? Yeah. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And we booed him because that's what you have to do. And because uh, he's now playing for the opposition. But that was a lot of fun watching that.
0: Tampa Bay, last season they wound up with 98 points, yeah. third in that uh, Atlantic, uh, third yeah. going into the postseason, of course. They were well back at Toronto and well back, of course, of Boston. We've talked about this a few times this season. This is a hard team to wrap your head around yeah. because I do they, they do still have the pieces in place. As long as you have a Stamkos and a Hedman and a Vasilevsky, you, you can't really go wrong with those. A Kucherov's doing alright. and a Kucherov, <laughs> I forgot about him. But there's just something about the them gelling and and how they they're not playing as a unit. I know Kucherov is having an MVP type season, and good on him; he's playing great. But this is this is a confusing one for me.
1: So the Boston Bruins have given up eighty eight goals so far this season. The uh-huh. Tampa Bay Lightning have given up one hundred and twenty eight goals, yeah. and they're a minus seven. It, I understand they're still in the playoff spot right okay, now, so but that's that, not that
0: means it's goaltending and, and defense then. I and suppose attention to detail in the Rose Zone.
1: I think so, and when but when you look again at the cast of characters on that team, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like th- yeah. this is they're not that much different from the version that hoisted the cup. I know there's some guys that are gone. Right. Like Alex Cloran is, is no longer there. Platt's no longer there. I get that. But there's still that core group. And like Victor Hedman is still there. Like what is happening? How are you a minus seven? You're a minus seven. The Troy Red Wings, who we've been vilifying, is plus six. Yeah, I know. And Tampa's a minus seven. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I remember at the beginning of the season, you and I would thought that they were a cusp team when it comes yes. to playoffs. yeah. And I'm thinking that more and more all the time. And I think we might be in a situation, if they don't get it together, they don't start winning on the road. They have seven road wins, Ryan. Seven. Like, they need to turn something around here.
0: The similarity with what they're doing, um, perhaps what the Panthers did last season, and then they got it going. But I think this is a completely different team. Right now, Tampa's on the outside looking in of the playoffs. And if you were to tell me at the beginning of the year in October that by the end of December, two full months in, that the team would be in the fourth wildcard spot, I would say no. There's no way. They would have to be probably in the top three in the Atlantic or at least in one of those wild-card spots, but they're right. not. Uh, the Breadman delivered. Artemi Panera and the Rangers, 51 points, 7-3 um, and three in their last 10. This is going to sound probably what most people don't, how they don't feel, but I think he is so underappreciated, and I think that he is one of the most underrated players in the game.
1: He's quiet. I think okay. that has a so lot is that to, do something to do with it then? I think that has a lot to do with it. I because- think it's just he's got a, a, a more of a quiet personality i mean maybe not maybe he's a life of the party amongst his yeah. family and friends but to the press to us to fans he seems a, a little bit quieter he's not a big showboater he doesn't make a big deal about th- he's not the ov or the kucherov or Austin right. matthews type yeah so but the fact that he actually plays in the big apple and he plays for the rangers like, we're not talking a non-traditional hockey market here no no and he doesn't get all that attention is a little bit different i agree with you yeah
0: but then, when he does do what he did last night, gets yeah. the hat trick, everyone starts talking about him again. Right. One of those goals he did. I think he was going in, went to the right, faked it, and they all, they all. And Austin Matthews, to your point about how crazy of a you know uh, fit guy this guy is. One of his big things is to pull it, pull and drag right, and then boom right. with the shot. So Panarin did the same kind of thing. Um, anyway, I just, I just think that he should get more. But we talk about McDavid, Matthews, Crosby, Ovechkin, um, Kucherov, Stamkos. I can keep going. Oh yeah, and then Artemi Panarin.
1: He's like this year's more, I think, right. I think so too. It's he's like this year's Sasha Barkov. Remember how yeah. Barkov was like the most underrated player for like seven years. Forever, he was to the point that I'm like, well, he's not really underrated anymore. If we talk about him being underrated ad nauseum, but that's you know it's still. But that
0: still makes you underrated. If you talk suppose. about something,
1: <laughs> but then we're giving him attention, so I yeah. don't know. It's 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 a, it's a strange circular thing. The uh, but he does feel like that. He does feel like the new Alexander Barkov, and uh, I don't I don't know that he minds it. I really don't. No.
0: So some guys thrive without a lot of the attention. Mm-hmm. Even though he's playing on Broadway, which is you know, and he probably. chose to
1: do that. I know he did. I he chose he did. to go to New York. Yeah. So,
0: Devils and the. Oh my goodness! Oh, it it hasn't changed. No, John Gibson. Okay. I had to <laughs> get one John Gibson reference in, and this took get me, what, 15 minutes want.
1: in? Take as many as you want. This is terrible. If we're going to do, and then here's another New Year's resolution for the Devils get a goaltender. <laughs> I, if, whether it's John Gibson, we'll see what Nico Dawes does, because now they yeah. brought him up, and he had a good game the other day. But I just still think there's. You can't be giving up five goals a game, six goals. Okay. Every time – what did we say four or five days ago? Take the over, man. Yep. Like seriously, every time the Devils play. And when you look at who's – again, their cast of characters, they should be enjoying a lot more success in the yep. air right now. And it it's is, goaltending. Right, it's goaltending. It okay.
0: 3.54 goals against team average, uh, which is terrible, and an eight eighty eight save percent. That's as really a bad. Group, as a group. Vanacek, 883. Schmid, 893.
1: And we thought Schmid was going to have a year. I remember that. well. I I did. did. I thought he was going to have a much better year. Vanacek has never been my guy. But I thought Schmid was going to have a much
0: better year. And I think we talked about this last week, that the problem with the Devils, they're still a good hockey team. They miss Dougie Hamilton. Totally get that. Mm. They've Hughes. They have uh, a bunch of great talent on the team. But this is a prime example of when you don't get good goaltending. It doesn't matter how good of a team you are. you, You can't win hockey games. You can't do it. You put Boston, the great team they had last season, if they didn't have great goaltending. I'm going to put Vegas as well. Vegas, great team. Um, they played, what, 70 goaltenders, I think, over the course of the season. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. 29 the, goaltenders. The biggest, <laughs> the biggest problem with the Devils is in that. And it's not an easy fix, I don't think. It just seems like
1: it's prevalent now. It's a, yeah. it's a problem in Detroit. It's a problem with the Leafs. It's, it's all over the NHL. In, it really is. Do you remember another year like this? No, I don't. Neither do I. No. My editor. And this is ESPN, only two months in. We did um, a roundtable this week um, at my job, ESPN, and my editor said that was one of the questions. This feel, yeah. goaltending feels historically lousy. Why? Right? It can't be what they're just not good anymore. That doesn't make it any be. sense to me.
0: And it can't be that all of a sudden the players are so much better. It can't be like you're in the NHL as a goalie because you're very good. You know they didn't. Not sh- year to year, no. Yeah, yeah, they didn't enlarge the nets or anything. Didn't shrink the pads all that type of no, thing. No, the
1: rules are all the same. So it's, yeah. it's interesting. I just wonder if it's just one of those things. And then again, February or March, everybody starts to smarten up a little bit and it just it gets a little tighter and maybe we're not going to be talking about it as much. But right now, New Jersey, I want them to be in the playoffs. I think they are, could be extremely exciting and yeah. have a really great run in the postseason. But they have, not with what they have going oh. on right now between the pipes, it ain't happening.
0: And they got to watch it too. 40 points. They're tied with the Capitals with 40 points. Washington has allowed 99 goals, which is not too bad based on everybody else in the league.
1: Yeah, but they don't score. <laughs>
0: They've only scored 81. <laughs> this team, if, if they get one goal, that's great. If they get two, watch out. Three goals, it's a huge party. They're not scoring. Ovi's not scoring.
1: He did last night, but it, but it okay. felt. Okay, but, <laughs> but you, no, to your point, it felt anomalous, right? Yeah. It felt like, yay, he scored, whereas always in the past, he scored 42 goals last year. And he's like, I was sitting, again, I was sitting at the hockey game with a friend of mine, and she's like, six? Up until last night, he no. had six. She goes, so you couldn't have convinced me. This is exactly the conversation we had. No. You couldn't have convinced me, who, no. he, unless he was hurt, right? And he was missing games. So uh, I don't know. I think the Washington Capitals are in trouble. I don't think there's much bright light at the end of that tunnel. They're old, be. they're big, and big is often good. I think they're old and slow.
0: Old, big, and slow is not good. No, it's not yeah. And the fact that they have 17 wins and they have 40 points is beyond me. It really is. They're they, uh, 11 regulation losses and the team can't score. The last few games, they lose 3-2, 5-1, 5-1, 2-1. Um, then they beat the Canes 2-1. to They scored two what two games of three goals each against the Jackets and the Isles. Then they lose by a mm-hmm. 3-1. Game.
1: It's not. It's They're not, minus 18. Uh,
0: and Columbus,
1: who you think really stink, is minus 21. That's a difference of three,
0: right? Wow. That just put everything into perspective for me. What you just said. You I think there's trouble. Have you looked at San Jose's numbers? Yeah, we're going to get to that in the West. Mm. <laughs> um, last one. In the East, Ottawa. Dead last in the Atlantic. They are dead last in the Eastern Conference. 26 points has them tied for third worst in the National Hockey League but they've only played 31 games. There's that some, bananas? That is banana
1: is. bread, man. Like that there's is a, crazy.
0: There's at some point there where you got to understand, okay, we can't, we can't be in this malaise knowing that we have five, six games in hand on everybody else. We right. have to still try because you, you, can't, you can't lean on that. Who's to say in those five or six games, you will play extraordinarily well and you haven't done so in 31 games. Right. That's the only good thing to me that's happening with Ottawa and they have to take advantage. Not saying now. But you got to remember. If you that. look at their January schedule, they essentially
1: play every second day.
0: Oh, I think so, they have like So, 15 so they'll days. make it up in the month.
1: So it's going to, well, it's going to determine what we're talking about here. So if you're going to play 15 games, if they win 10 of them, Ottawa is going to be in pretty good shape. If they win four of them, they're not. So like the next month, because they have played so many fewer games with the scheduling, and I think the overseas stuff obviously played into that and some other things did too. Sure. And I know how difficult, I understand the challenges of putting together this schedule and I do not envy the people who have to do it, but for them to have to now play catch up, they better be well rested because this, and they have, we, what we were talking about, goaltending issues as well. They don't have reliable people in that, and now they're going to get hammered with action. So somebody is going to have to emerge from whether it's Corpusella or it's somebody else. Somebody's going to have to emerge from that crew. How's that contract those? looking like? Oh yeah, yeah, we thought it was a good one.
0: Oh, I didn't. Did you? You thought it was a good one? I thought it was terrible. I
1: thought the money was okay. Okay. The term, the term. I was the term I was in is five years, right? Yeah. I thought the money was okay. It's just he's never proven himself over the course of a full season but we've seen bright spots but again he's struggling now and i understand that ottawa's had injuries on their blue line to deal with i get that too and i still know that still that team is still coming together in a lot of ways and they're not necessarily a true contender right now but um we're gonna see january is gonna determine a lot
0: you said 15 games is it 15 Wow. And every second day, except for maybe one or two, it's ridiculous. They have Buffalo to end off um, 2023, and then they go out west, Vancouver, Seattle, Edmonton, Calgary, and back again into Buffalo. So the first five on the road to start 2024. That's
1: not a bad schedule, though. Like, that's not that intimidating in terms of opponents. So they could make some hay. They could. They better be napping today, is all I'm <laughs> going to say. You're taking it easy. No partying yeah. for you, Senator. No, no, so You've no. got to get your sleep in.
0: No, keep the New Year's Eve shenanigans to a minimum after the hockey game. Uh, We'll go west as well after this. Pucks and Seven, Ryan Payne, Victoria Maddias. Welcome back to Pucks and Seven with Ryan Payton and Victoria Maddias.
1: I am Victoria Ash, and that is Ryan Payton. And we just had
0: we just had fun in the break, didn't the,
1: we? Uh, I'm learning. I <laughs> learned something new about Ryan every podcast. I can say that for sure. Uh-huh. usually about his dislikes. <laughs> and so we learned today that he does not like eggnog. He also doesn't like cinnamon, which I found was, you know, quite eye-opening. Uh-huh. But then there was also the mention he just got really deep into why he doesn't <laughs> like eggnog. Yeah. And, um, and he's like, and then he mentioned, what's that brown stuff they sprinkle on it? Is it paprika? <laughs> so. If you're drinking eggnog it's with paprika, paprika, it's not paprika, it's nutmeg or cinnamon, yes. But if you're drinking your eggnog with paprika on it, I'm going to guarantee you that it's not going to taste as good.
0: So maybe that's promise. what happened when I was a kid.
1: <laughs> I don't think anybody's serving you eggnog
0: no. with paprika on it. Uh,
1: Anyways, again, we learned something new today. We do. It's we learned fine. something new every single time. This is our final episode of 2023 because it is, uh, I was going to say Christmas Eve, it is New Year's Eve. We're looking at 2024 tomorrow, so it is officially our final podcast of the year, but yep. we're probably going to do one in the next four or five days. So we will. It won't. Uh, we'll, do won't, do won't. We'll, we'll do one next year. We'll do one next year, yes. Right, absolutely. So we just went through, we toured through the East uh, with the headlines of what's going on in the Eastern Conference, and now we're going to tour through the West. And let's start with the oil, because the Oilers are oilering again, just as they can this yep. year. Uh, which So they're either losing every single game in a row, or they're winning every single game in a row, and now they're back on their good BS, I should say, winning four. It's four in a row now, I think?
0: Four in a row. Okay. Right. This, um, the six games before the one last night where they beat the Kings 3-2 signified the season and wraps the season up in a big bow so far for Edmonton. In the three losses before they won against New Jersey, the Rangers, and San Jose, they lost 7-4 to Tampa, 5-1 to Florida, and 3-1 to the Isles. So in those games they scored six and they gave up fifteen. The next three games, when against San Jose, the Rangers, and the Devils, they gave up six and they scored fifteen. Right. Completely different. Completely you can't you can't get any more similar but different in the span of six games, which makes me think what team what team is Edmonton? Are they the ones that win three in a row? Are they the ones that lose three? They've now won four. They won on that huge run. What was it? Seven, eight, whatever yeah. it was. But before that, they lost three. Like it's been, if there's been ever a team that's had this roller coaster season in two months. I can't remember one as crazy as this one.
1: They are super streaky, definitely. So when it's good, it's very, very, very good. And when it's bad, it's awful. I will say this. I didn't watch the game, obviously. I was at Scotiabank last night. But I watched the highlights, in-depth highlights from that win over the Kings. And it was impressive as heck. Because they were down. They fought back. That was a very hard-fought game against a very good LA Kings
0: team. And a few weeks ago, this wouldn't have happened. Uh, Even a month ago, they would have been done. If they wouldn't have fought back, it would have been over.
1: No, it was really impressive. I was optimistic about how the Oil were going to fare on their California trip because everybody gets to do that. I didn't think they were going to beat the Kings. I thought they were going to be. We'll see what happens against Anaheim tonight because they do play them tonight. I think they could put up eight easily, honestly. And I knew that, I didn't know they were going to beat the Sharks, but felt pretty comfortable about it. Uh,
0: yeah, take <laughs> the team playing San Jose to win.
1: Right. <laughs> and uh, But they have looked. They could go three for three on this California trip without too many issues, yeah. and then they're going back home. Flyers, Senators, they could have a nice little run right now for sure.
0: I was uh, doing the show yesterday, the hot stove on Sirius XM, which I do. And I was chatting with Dennis Bernstein, who you know, you've been to see and, and he lives in LA. He follows the Kings. Mm-hmm. And they fell the seven, six, and four at home with that loss. And they're 13, two and one on the road. And I asked him, what, what is the problem? What and he say? said, they make too many mistakes. They're they're whatever. So that, How does that happen from one arena to the next? It doesn't make any sense. That that's not an answer as to what is wrong with the team at home. Understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. I I, I don't just because they're they don't cover and and they're not good in their own zone. Like why is it just on home ice? It
1: was interesting because both you and I have seen a Kings game at crypto this year. And mine was a 6-5 shootout loss to Carolina. And it was actually completely encompasses what they're doing wrong. They were so sloppy to start that game. It was over. I think it was like 4-1 at some point. It was something. They they were out of it. And then they worked. And they fought back and they tied it up to send it to overtime. So you thought you were watching this game. It's like, where was this effort in the third period in the first so there was just something a little bit – there was a disconnect in the first period. They were really sloppy. They paid the price. They ended up getting the single point out of it, which yeah. I considered a victory considering how bad they looked. But it is interesting right now with what's going on with the kings at home. I think that's going to turn around, though. I mean, it's just one of those things. Do you things. think so? But yes, because it doesn't make any sense. It's when, t- when things don't make any sense, they write themselves eventually. It's two months in. Yeah.
0: It's two months in. Okay. So nice segue into the next topic is it going to turn around in San Jose?
1: San Jose is a bad hockey team. (laughs) San Jose is a bad hockey team. And I hear everybody... Everybody is doing this on air. Doesn't matter what channel you're into. And they keep on saying with all due respect, the Sharks aren't very good right now. There is no all due respect. They are playing horribly. They are, they're not a well constructed team in the first place. And I do not uh, blame Mike Greer. I think it would be, it was very difficult for him to bring anybody over to that team. It's not an attractive place to play right now. Nothing against San Jose itself. I'm just saying the organization is not in good shape. Everybody knows that I always call it land of the misfit toys. It's just, there's no cohesion there at all. There are no stars there at all. They're not Mm -hmm. playing entertaining hockey at all. They're not a good hockey team.
0: They've checked out.
1: I don't know that I blame them either. It has to be. It's like the Detroit Pistons. It's like going out every night knowing you're not going to win. They're going out unless you play the Raptors.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Really? It had to end at some point, but it had to end when the Raptors made a trade, and then, oh my gosh. Man, that was, what was kind
1: that? of a perfect story. I know. Though. Anyway, we're not going to get into the Detroit Pistons. So, that was like basically historically losing right now, yeah. but it just when you tune into a Sharks game, you know it's not going to look good, basically.
0: Uh, if this continues, and I don't see any reason why it won't continue to be this bad, uh, I'll, I'll and by the end of the season, I'll look back to how many points they have or the lack of points that they have and still wonder how last year, Eric Carlson put up as many points as he did. It just doesn't make any sense. Speaking of things that don't make sense, but I'll be curious to see what Mike Greer does coming up to the deadline. If anything, if you just forget the season, don't make any moves, no point in doing anything. Or if you think about doing some type of transactions to unload some expensive pieces, because this is now last season, which is horrible. This one is dreadful.
1: -76 gold differential. -76. Yeah. And we're 2 months they could, in. It could be at -100 by the end of January. This is ridiculous. Yeah. That is ridiculous. I'm telling you this, tear it down to the studs. Build around William Eklund. Tear it down to the studs. Figure it out. Anybody who wants to leave, get something back, a prospect, a pick, a, I, and, would I too. don't know, a bag of pots, I, I don't care. Tear it right This is not working. Tear it right down. If there's pieces you can move. Somebody wants Anthony Duclair. Yeah, and right? just Whatever you need to do.
0: The old adage, "If it ain't broke, don't fix it." This. this is broke, so you have to. Do you fix move it. hurdle? That's that's what I was getting at with close to the deadline. I mean, why, why, why wouldn't you dangle his name? If you're this bad, you know you can get something from some team. Either they're desperate to get in, doing a playoff push, or thinking, you yeah. You better
1: back. sell that to your fan base. You better sell that. Yeah, you but of, you get rid of their one really good player, and he he is the only good player right now. With but but track. it's
0: only one. It's only one. If it was three, four guys you have on the team that you completely clean the closet with, I can see that would really tick the fan base up. But the fan base has to understand this team's not going anywhere. They're not. And if they lose one person, one player, and they get something back, you wait till next year, wait till the year after that.
1: Remember that letter from the Rangers a few years back? I do. Said, Everybody, I need you to be patient. Yep. You're, this is what we're doing. And they ended up actually accelerating it. And they were much better yeah. than, than basically yeah. they said they were going to be. Yeah. I think this is what San Jose needs to do. Folks, We value your fandom. We appreciate your loyalty. We're stripping this right down so we can be good in five years. I think that's the only the only route that they can take right now. And they move anybody. I think you move hurdle. I agree.
0: And if you if you strip it down, at least it's warm in San Jose. Right. It's a little bit better than
1: have you been to San Jose? No, I haven't.
0: It's not? (laughs) It's really Okay. Keep something on then, don't tear it down completely. (laughs) It's
1: warmer than Winnipeg, but it's not uh, it's (laughs) it's not Anaheim, let's put it that way.
0: No, not Anaheim. The Seattle Kraken. Oh, I was a big, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go, Seattle. They went on a streak of eight games. They couldn't do anything right. And now they've, they're have they on a streak of eight games going into the Winter Classic on Monday where they can do. Hold on a second. Okay. If people are seeing, if, if there were people around us right now, Vic just waved her hand in my direction. Like, oh, mystery. stop it. I waved Why? my hand dismissively. Why?
1: Two one two one two one three two. one 2-1, 2-1, 3-2. That's wins a how win 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 <laughs>
0: Wins the <a> win wins wins the win. Sounds like a Christmas girl. If,
1: if you keep on – are you want to ride Joey Decord this hard and it's, it's – Okay. Two one two one two one. But isn't
0: it? It doesn't matter how you get it done. It's as long as you Dude, get it done. It's not
1: sustainable. They are not. They can't win every game 2-1. People are going to score more goals on them than that. Joey Decord has been fantastic. He has been all right. Get it? That call? All right? Oh. Yeah.
0: We're spending way too much time together. <laughs> yeah.
1: Your punniness is uh, rubbing yeah. off on me yeah. a little bit. But yeah, decor is French for A. Okay, it doesn't matter. Um, he has been fantastic. He has been better than all right, for sure. And this is great that they're playing this way right now. They're defensively tight. They're playing very boring hockey. I don't want to watch it. Hey, the
0: they, they beat Chicago
1: 7-1. Right.
0: They beat the the Panthers 4 nothing. Yeah. I'm with you with the 2 to 1. I get what you're saying. There's no way that games like that you can you can be a championship even a playoff winning team when you're just squeaking by like that, you're not going to do it. Uh your thoughts on the Winter Classic quickly.
1: Oh, I think it's wonderful. I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. I love this stuff. I love spectacle. I'll have more more please. People like this particular one or this one. Oh, yes, this one in particular, yeah. I think they're,
0: they're Last doing, expansion teams.
1: I think and, and it looks great. It the does. visuals with yeah. the, the ship sinking a into boat the boat house. <laughs> what is it? They're so having weird. rafts to take the players out and stuff. I think it's really fun. And I'm going to watch it um, along with the, the, the first game of the PWHL season, uh, PWHL season. It's uh, that's tomorrow. Yeah. New Year's day is going to be very quiet in the Madiash household. And it's going to be a lot of watching hockey and other sports. on television. I
0: made a joke the other day that I hope people don't go to T-Mobile arena. They know it's a T T-Mobile park. I hope they just don't decide to go to Vegas, right? Oh, where? What? Oh, right. It's in Seattle. Anyway, it's going to be fun. 35th, I think, or something. 15th, I think, Winter Classic. I believe it's 15th. I've been to one.
1: I went to Ann Arbor.
0: Okay. Oh, the, the, uh, the tour in Toronto.
1: It was fantastic. The traffic. Oh, yeah. No, it took yes. us two days to come home. I'm not joking. We stayed overnight in Windsor. Oh, like, we smart move. We couldn't get out of it. Yeah. it was, the snowstorm was ridiculous. It was very, very, very cold. We were freezing. I yeah. had frostbite. For real, I actually got frostbite. And it was a wonderful time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so outside of that, it was fun. It I'll was do it again. Oh, yeah. I
1: would do it again. It was a good time.
0: Yeah, yeah. good experience. Absolutely. The Pacific Division, uh, they have three of the elite teams, as you put down on this, on this list. And they do. Vegas, yes. The Kings, yes. Vancouver, first, they're tied for first at 49 points. So many things about this season that if we had talked about before our first podcast before the season began, and this is another one, I would not have Vancouver almost at 50 points two months into the season. I
1: didn't have them as a playoff team. So (laughs) It's working out.
0: They're doing Uh, something right.
1: They're listening to Rick talk. they have all bought in. Coach of the year. He's up there. He's up there. Who would you have? Who would your three Jack Adams – I'll tell you mine. I would have Tortorella, Tourney in right. Arizona, and Tocket.
0: Yeah. And I
1: think that- the three Ts. We can call them the three Ts. I think it would be very difficult to argue against – any single one of them and
0: see that would be great and if you wouldn't have at the end of the season say florida has the most points or boston does or the rangers do don't give it to the team that is the best the one the president's trophy don't give it just to that coach i know last year was yeah insane anomaly jim montgomery i get it i would not have idling rough it was yeah but i'm with you those are three those three coaches have done such a great job with those teams
1: because their teams are playing better than what we anticipated so they're they bought in arizona Vancouver and Phil Philadelphia. It's still I'm I'm still impressed with them every single day and I still not I'm oh, so it's not that I can't believe it. I can believe that like, there's good players on that hockey team, but they are certainly uh impressing me a lot more than I had anticipated. No not even close.
0: We mentioned goaltending in uh, Florida that Poporowski is playing very well in Toronto, things aren't going very well. The devils are an absolute mess. And if they had good goaltending in New Jersey, then that team would be better off right now than they are at this time. And nobody would be talking about the goaltending. You put a good team in front of a goalie and the goalie is good. That's with all the respect to all these other great goaltenders in the league, but they play behind some very good hockey teams. Connor Ingram. Mm-hmm. Gotta put him on this on this top list of the top goalies this season. Because if you are to put Connor Ingram on a Boston, on a New York Rangers, on a Vegas Golden Knights, his numbers would be Vesna-like. He'd win so many more games. The fact he's doing it on a team in front of him in Arizona. They have some talent, but they're not in the upper echelon. Yeah, they're not there yet. But the fact he's doing what he is doing, to me, it just I, I mean, he's not going to get the, the, the Vesna. I get it. But it's just hats off to you because it's, it's such an amazing story.
1: I also like it when he has fumbled a little bit this season because, again, Arizona is not Vegas. Arizona is not the Rangers. When he has fumbled a little bit this season, he has bounced back really well. Yeah. So when he's, like, throwing out a couple of stinkers, he comes out with a out afterwards. So it's not getting to him. When we're talking about what's going on with Samsonov and these other goaltenders, he's not letting it get in his head. He, yeah. he just, I mean, he just pitched a out against Anaheim. It
0: was beautiful. He has four shutouts this season. Yeah. He has five total in his career. He has four this season. I don't care if it's against Anaheim.
1: No, neither do I. Yeah. Anaheim can score. So it's – and he had one one against San Jose recently. Okay. Can can you you just forget about –
0: okay. So my whole Connor Ingram thing.
1: (laughs) No, he has played very well. And I think the team looks better in front of him than Vimelka because that's – you can tell with the body language and the confidence and they feel better – and they yep. take not take more risks probably isn't the way I really want to push it, but they look looser and looser in a good way because yep. they know that he's back there. You feel so much better. You and I have played team sports. We played hockey. When you yep. have somebody in that, you know, it's going to make the save. It's night and day. You play better. Everybody yep. plays with more confidence, right? That's just yep. the way it works.
0: Because if you make a mistake, you know, okay.
1: They're, they, they're probably going to bail you out. Yeah. So it makes a big that's difference.
0: You put down on here, and this is intriguing for me. You said, uh, worried about the wild.
1: I am because I was really impressed with the run they've been on recently and they played Winnipeg last night and Karposov is out and Gustafsson is out.
0: Okay. So you're worried about the moving forward, because not kind of what they've done lately.
1: Absolutely. Okay. I, they, a lot of the success they've enjoyed recently has been because Kirill is the thrill again. Yeah. So losing your top player like that who got cross-checked very badly in the back twice, penalty wasn't called on Dylan on Winnipeg. I was rather disgusted with the entire situation. He's out now. Yeah. I, at this point, we don't have an update. Hopefully, maybe he's just sore and he's like, I'm out of this one. I, I have to.
0: Fingers crossed.
1: Fingers crossed. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if you're rooting for the Wild or not. You don't want to see one of the superstars. No. Game. You don't want to see anybody get knocked out of anything. But you definitely don't want to see one of the superstars who especially come on so well lately. And it's given Wild fans hope that this this season isn't a write-off. Yep. So we'll see. And Gustafson is uh is a concern as well. We should make mention though, Marc Andre Fleury is starting on Sunday, his one thousandth uh, game.
0: Hall of Famer. There's no question. No question. There's no at question.
1: All. So that's a nice story and you hope he wins it. I think you do because it's a thousand and uh so yeah, so congrats to uh the flower for that.
0: We'll jump to the Jets, and then we'll go back to Chicago because it kind of flows into Minnesota playing with the sure. Winnipeg Jets. 9-1-2 in their last 12 yeah. games are the Winnipeg Jets. And I saw the pitcher, Kyle Connor, skating the other day. 20 days removed from the injury. He was supposed to be out six to eight weeks. Now, non-contact jersey, that's fine, but that is not step one, but that is stride one two three whatever, how many strides he took on the ice. That's incredible to me. It it absolutely.
1: Really is. I had him in, uh, in a fantasy column. I'm like, you could probably count on him being back by the end of January. <laughs> really? That's unbelievable. <laughs> so if he comes back in the next couple of weeks and it's a knee injury, Right. Yep, yep. And when you watched him it's crossovers and he's oh, just yeah. whipping around the ice. Yeah. He looks
0: amazing. It's gonna be like the it's gonna be the contact that he's gonna be taking with the knee. It's gonna be going in full stride, gonna be stopping. That type that's gonna be the, the, the practice and, and gonna be the determining factor for But him. I think we're looking at a couple of weeks, aren't we? I would say so. Why not? The fact he's on the ice practicing is is ridiculous.
1: Look out for Winnipeg because Colorado isn't dominating. Winnipeg's for real. Yes, Winnipeg are.
0: is for real.
1: Colorado isn't dominating the way that they have in the past. That second line, there's still some issues there. So, Winnipeg is playing beautifully without their top goal scorer right now in winning hockey yep. games. They're only going to be better once he re- rejoins the full. Like, there's no question of that. Hellebuck looks awesome. That oh. whole team looks great. They've all bought in. I think, are they not the favorite now to finish top of the Central?
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, if you want to write it down and, and save notebook. it for later when I make a mistake and don't tell me, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it's, hard, it's, hard to, it's hard to bet against them because they've, they've been, to me, the most consistent team in the Central. I know that the Avalanche have played well and there's other teams Dallas that have them too. out of point. I Dallas, would have is Dallas
1: too. up there as well. But, but yes.
0: Winnipeg, just with, based on what they've gone through, and I'll hold Hellebuck, to me, is the, is the difference. He is the MVP of that team. He really is. Good on him. Vesna. Anyway, we'll what think.
1: a difference a few months makes when you're I like, know. "Where's he
0: going to play That's next year?" Saying.
1: And then he signs that contract, and all of a sudden, yeah. everybody is just hunky dory yeah. again. It's yeah. amazing how it just and even left Shifley left.
0: as well. Shifley was in the same boat. Are they going to not resign? He's a funny, him? duck, he, eh? Yeah he, yeah. yeah, he is. He's having a good season. He is. I don't know if there's going to be an elite winger that will help out Chicago and Connor Bedard <laughs> because I'll be. Let me just throw this at you. What's the point? Meaning. Yes, it would be good for him in this first year to have some help. Yes, it would. He's having a good season. You're cringing. Oh, I love it. I've seen those cringes before. But what's the point of Chicago trying to make a move to bring in some elite winger to help him this season? Why not just ride it out, wait on it, try to find someone in the off season, start it fresh next because year? Because you don't want to frustrate him. You're not going to frustrate him. Of course him. you are. You know you're not. He- He's
1: sitting there. Here's the best, the best rookie. There's no question yeah. of it. Okay?
0: But but he's on a bad team and he knows it and he know he knew it when he was drafted. He's he's so prepped for this. He is absolutely fine. I
1: still think he's a kid and I still think he wants to play with somebody who's oh, fair better than he's playing course. with right now.
0: Everybody would.
1: Absolutely. I'm not suggesting that they're going to pursue Kucherov or somebody's going to come in like that and play on his wing. But it has to. There has to be an upgrade from what he's. Wouldn't stated? that
0: be something? eh? Chicago and Tampa <laughs> trade deadline just in, <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to see that happen. But you no. bring,
1: in, bring in somebody for him, just somebody for him to play with. Because I'd also like to see what he would be capable of. Could he score 40 if he had somebody like that to play with? We'll, be, he able, doesn't right we'll be
0: able to see that. Chicago is not going to...
1: I think you have to take care of your best player, and he's your best player.
0: So if you were Chicago, Kyle Davidson, right? Mm-hmm. If you were Chicago, coming up to the deadline, say, okay, Connor, you've had a great season, you're fantastic, we're going to give you some help. Would you risk mortgaging some of the future? Say you have assets in the farm, picks, somebody on the roster, just to get him how many games?
1: I'm not suggesting that you bring in somebody who's 39 years old and is only going to play. I'm not suggesting a rental. I'm suggesting somebody who could come and play for the next four or five years there in that situation.
0: I think that's more of an off-season move.
1: It probably will be, but I'm just frustrated. But I'm with with you because if
0: you put him on a line with some of these studs. Thomas Hurdle? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) It's just in. We got lots of trades coming up. We've broken them up. Great,
1: that would be fantastic.
0: Why not? Two struggling teams, go for it. It would
1: depend on what, because again, you're absolutely right about. You're not going to hemorrhage picks and prospects. Chicago's not going to contend next year. They're not going to contend the year. If they were in a different
0: spot in their in their growth, then yes.
1: I just. I would like. I'm sad about what happened to Taylor Hall, and I'd like to see another Taylor yeah. Hall-type player come in there to give him an opportunity, and I think it does make a difference, and I think mentally for him it's going to matter.
0: Yeah, no, oh, I agree. He's a heck of a player in the in the rookies. Adam Fantilli's having a great season. It's just so good to see these rookies because they're just they're kids, yet they're playing like they've been in this league for a long time. I like time. what
1: Columbus is doing with Fantilli, though. They're letting him go.
0: They're playing in minutes. They're playing
1: prominent minutes. He's playing on the power play. He's playing on a scoring line. He's good because Columbus knows they're not going to win squat either. Okay. And they're not, but at least, but he's good, but fantasy is going to be better for it next year. Having all the experience in the minutes that he's playing right now.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's about the future. And speaking of, uh, that'll wrap 2023. 2024 is coming up. You okay? Yes. Looking left. She has all these computers. She got just got stunned. Oh, my goodness. The year's coming to end. I early.
1: guess we are done. No, I'm looking at the lineup. I thought we had a couple <laughs> other points to make. I no. moved
0: around a bunch, but we were able to to follow through. So New Year's resolutions. Any any couple? anyone that? Not particularly. I think I'm pretty good. <laughs> okay. So on behalf of Vic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what about you?
0: Um. No. Well, yeah, I do, but it's more of a mushy thing. We can, yeah, I don't need to tell all the listeners. Not a mushy thing, but it's more of like, kind of like, okay, uh, kick in the pants, something. Look at you, you're all concerned now. I'll tell you after. We'll end it at that, but it's good. It's a good thing. It's just about looking at 24 as just mentally focusing on the things that are significantly important and not really worrying about all the other stuff you can't control. That's pretty much what it is.
1: So you want to shut out the noise a little bit.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to do because when you haven't done it for so long, it's, you know, it's like an addiction, right? And we're not going to get on There's
1: nothing wrong with making priorities for sure. Absolutely. I'll give you a very, very, uh, a very short one. That's much simpler than yours. I want to read more fiction. I make that resolution every year. I read so much nonfiction, and I think it starts to bog me down a little bit. And just when I do read a good fiction book, and you get taken away to another place, and you get to escape reality, you know, so especially with my work in the news and all that, that's uh, I have to force myself because I always like it. Whenever I'm reading, and I'm into it, I'm happier. So I just need to force myself a little bit more. That's it. That's a very simple one, though.
0: Uh, No, Vic on my next gift, a fiction book. Um, been a lot of fun uh, we'll be back at it in 24 which is not too far away enjoy the winter classic and happy new year too to all of our uh, listeners we appreciate the listen catch us on uh, wherever you get your podcasts also on the SiriusXM app so uh, yeah happy new year to you happy Vic. new
1: year to you Ryan.
0: and we'll be back at it in 24 thanks for listening to Pucks and 7 we'll talk to you next year this has been Pucks in 7 available on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts